welcome to my little show thing. This is going to be fun. So yeah. I first found you when I got, so, so I've been recently addicted to TikTok, mm-hmm. which it's, it's a crazy place that, uh, that app, but I found you on that. I don't know. I found that, that I, I saw your, you're posting something and I thought it was really interesting. It was like your office. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. And I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. Somebody else is doing something uh, full tilt and they're doing something kind of out of the norm. Cause you don't see a lot of kids say our age that are actually stepping out of their boundaries and doing more business related things or even just entrepreneurship in general. So just give me a little bit of background of what got you into that, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And you are the no first worries. person I have met that has found me on TikTok. That's, um, that's terrible, I guess. <laughs> that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's cool. I don't have a huge following and it's a, uh, it's a powerful platform. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, so, so uh, I'm 16 and I've always really been interested in entrepreneurship. Um, I'm, I, I grew, I li- I'm from Canada, but I grew up in New York um, yeah. and I moved back in 2013. And in New York, I really got interested in uh, content creation and kind of the intersection of media and entrepreneurship. For sure. Um, I've never really enjoyed school. Um, I've yeah, always kind of, I've always, you know, had a hard time focusing. And it's not necessarily that I'm a bad student. I could be a good student if I wanted to, but I really, like, I really would just sit back and, like, really think about when am I going to use any of this? And 99.9% of the time. Uh, I wasn't. Um, so really to kind of, uh, and I also have ADHD, so I'm really always kind of cleaning up things. And like, especially at a really young age in class, I would just be thinking about business, thinking about other things. Um, and then when I would get home, I'd kind of just start doing stuff. Um, yep. got really into making videos, but I really, uh, I got really into um, business as well and the intersection of those two. Uh, so when I was around 12, I started a video agency. So basically producing content for, uh, for brands. We worked with like companies like Pinkberry um, and produce social media, digital content for them. And when I was really young, it was super cool. Like I would send them cold emails. I'd send a bunch of cold emails, like hundreds. Um, they would like these brands would most, most of them would say no, even if I was doing work for free. And then eventually I built up my portfolio and started making money and it was really cool. Um, but I think the big, the big step, uh, for me was, uh, in June of 2018. So last year I, uh, I really was interested in podcasts and like yep. video podcasts, audio podcasts, obviously what you're doing is super cool. Yep. Um, and I wanted to start a, uh, a podcast called the ones who succeed. So I did and like sent a bunch of cold emails, uh, to a wide range of guests. That's the one thing that shocked me. I was like, how are these massive yeah. Like these huge people, like yes theory, that was nuts. I saw yeah. that, I was like, no way. Like he must have known somebody. And then I looked into it and you're like, no, you just emailed the hell out yeah. of it for oh, email. Yeah. So and that's the thing. And I don't have a I haven't I'm not I don't have a huge audience. Uh, the ones who succeed is pivoting right now. We're kind of turning it into a media company. I uh, have I'm you know, like kind of an online blog, a content company, um, that's kind of based around interviews, but kind of I'm removing myself so it can live without me. Um, but no, in the early days, it was really like, I didn't know anyone. I really did not know anyone. Um, and even like Chris Saka and Michael Dubin, like the Dollar Shave Club guy and SoulCycle and Headspace and Alex Bloomberg, the Gimlet Media guy, if you like podcasts, they produce a yeah. ton of great shows. Uh, these are all like really uh, successful people that were really, really hard to reach. Um, but I, from my video agency experience and the reason I brought that up, uh, I really learned how to kind of push past rejection because I've been, I, the word no is not foreign to me. I've been 
told the word no my whole life. So when you kind of get uh, become immune to the word no and you kind of get used to it, whenever someone says they won't do your interview, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's also about being persistent. Uh, I, I don't know the exact number, but a good amount of the people um, during uh, when I was reaching out to them in regards to like cold emails and things like that, a good amount of those people said no. And then I would like uh, try to reach out to like a communications person or one of their EAs to try to go around the person who was telling me no. Yeah, and for then sure. The interviews. So it was really about um, kind of the word hustle is overused, but it, it was literally hustle. And it also took a long, long, long time. Like from idea to actually launching, I started it in June of 2018 and I launched it in January. Um, and oh, geez. Yeah, that's a ridiculous. Took a really long time. Also getting money because I didn't have much. I had a little bit of money saved up for my agency, but I wasn't rolling in cash um, and I needed money. Um, so like I just hustled and found a bunch of uh, I reached out to a few brands that I thought would kind of align with what I was doing and asked them if they could kind of pay for my travel and write me a check if they would be like, if they would support what I'm doing and Skillshare ended up doing that. Um, and they were super rad. They're super cool. Um, and that's how I was able to kind of fly out to these places. Because yeah, that, was the, that was another question that I had, cause I was like, <clears throat> cause I know you're in Toronto, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm just about an hour outside, but I was like, how is he getting all the way to California out to Santa Monica just to have an interview? I was like, this, yeah. it's either that company that he was working on, way back in the day made him tons of money or he was like as you're saying overused word hustle but pretty much grinding out to get all this money which is really interesting yeah yeah and it was it was the sponsor right um and i didn't have i still don't and i don't eventually that sponsorship will pay off for them and when my show does like when my show gets traction obviously that's yeah, not for sure about, but at the time like especially in the early days like that was a very they took a big leap. I didn't have, I literally had zero subscribers, like negative subscribers. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a couple interviews lined up, but they weren't all lined up. And some people kind of made verbal commitments and then some people said they'll do it and then they cancel, which sucks. Um, and so like, it really, it really was uh, persistence. Um, and, and you know, the thing is once you kind of network and meet new people, like I interviewed this person named Nancy Loveland, who's the founder of this cri uh, crisis tech, crisistextline.org, which is basically a, a, a nonprofit, very, very successful. And she, she happened, and the, the person who, one of the people on the board of Crisis Textline was this person named Elizabeth Cutler, who was the co-founder of SoulCycle. So Nancy introduced me to Elizabeth, and, um, who co-founded SoulCycle, and like Elizabeth's been super nice, and then she kind of introduced me to people. So like you kind of network and then expand yeah, your network. For sure. Easier to kind of to get these guests, especially another example was I, I interviewed this guy named Chris Saka, who was an early investor in Twitter. And he's on, he was on Shark Tank for a bit. And Chris Saka invested in a company called Gimlet Media, which is a podcasting company. And I interviewed Alex Bloomberg from Gimlet Media, which made my interview with, which made a potential interview with Chris Saka way more credible. So kind of all these little things like networking on the side and- Yeah, and it just kind of pops up. Connections really, really helps escalate it, 100%. I'm just curious how you do all this and do school at the same time. Cause that, that's definitely for, for me now trying to do uh, me. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just in Hamilton. Oh, okay. So you're, you're, yeah, I'm not too far. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you, you really know it. Uh, yeah. So I used to, um, I, uh, I went, I used to go to a school in Toronto, regular 
public school, but it was like a regular high school and I really hated it. Like yeah. did it more than grade school. Like honestly couldn't stand it. Um, I was sad. I was depressed all the time that, and, and it wasn't even like a lot of people, you hear these stories where they hate their teachers, they hate whatever, they hate the kids. It wasn't even that, like the teachers are just doing what the curriculum says. I just hated the curriculum and I hated yeah. how, um, and not, not that it was too much work or whatever. I just did not feel like it was going to help me in life. It was, I didn't feel that it was going to be valuable. Um, and I also don't think that there's like this one way of learning. School likes to make you think that the best way to learn is by listening to someone, but that's yeah. not true. No. And anyone who thinks that's the only way of learning should really reconsider that. Um, because you can learn a lot by yourself online or learning from successful people. You do this with your podcast. I did this with mine. So um, I was there for one semester um, and I hated it. And so I transferred to this alternative school in downtown Toronto. Um, and it was fantastic. Uh, it was really, really, uh, it's, I'm still there. This is, it's really, really cool. It enabled me to A, get credits, which credits, you know, you know. What they yeah, are. you need those. Yep. Yeah, get credits for doing things like the ones who succeed. That got me two credits. Really? Yeah. So, so it's kind I, of just like doing co-op work. Yeah, it's basically yes. co-op work, but uh, and that was a co-op, but it was definitely like they kind of broke the rules a bit, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and it also enabled me to, to since they don't really do much homework and since it's kind of more about um, real experience learning, I'm able to, uh, I was able to do some online courses on the side on top of what I was doing which means that I'm in grade 11 now, but I'll be graduating this year because I'll graduate a year early just because of the credits I've got. That's okay. That's that interesting. Out. So it's, it was really good. So that, that's the solution. It's not perfect. There are definitely a lot of the curriculum is for the most part same and there really needs to be reform. Um, I've actually just funded a, a documentary I'm working on, on the education system. Um, kind of on, on top as a, that's actually will be, I'll be getting a credit for that. And I'll be going to New York kind of work on that but um yeah so it's it's generally being at that school with a very supportive environment is really important I, i'm interested since you, you you seem to be quite passionate about education and kind of alternate education but uh, how, what are your thoughts on all the strikes and that type of stuff happening now well, in ontario uh i don't know um uh i mean I don't, a lot of this is political stuff right yeah uh, and this, I mean, for an audience outside of Ontario wouldn't really understand, but there are a lot of strikes happening. I don't know. Um, it kind of depends on, to be honest, I can't really comment on that because I don't know too much. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that, um, uh, I do think from a broad perspective, uh, the, the Ontario education system did get cut 60 by 60%, uh, which is a lot just because of the, the provincial government um but i also think you have to uh you kind of have to look at two sides of that uh, oh 100 percent. yeah you can't really i'm not saying that i'm in support or in or i don't support doug ford i don't really want to get all political oh neither do i don't worry about teachers, that but teachers and people who are in in the system have a very very strong view and do try to influence their students to thinking one way and i think that's very dangerous and you have to look at kind of both sides and why those cuts were made and personally, I think 60% is a bit harsh, but I do, I'm not against total education cuts um, as there is the way that money was being spent is, uh, it, it, it is serious um, and, and needed to be rethought of. However, I do think 60% is quite dramatic, um, but I, I don't have this view that, um, 
you know, this is like some evil guy out to. Oh yeah, no, no worries. We don't need to get into that. But um, I just wanted to check up and see if you're on the on the books for it. But um, for because I know you you have an office, right? Yeah, downtown. So how 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 do you, how can you afford a, an office in downtown Toronto? It's uh very interesting. So it's a co-working office. Oh, okay. So it's and, one of those. That's nice. And yeah, and so and basically, I have this deal set up with them where I produce content for them in exchange for a desk on a monthly basis, um, which is incredible. Um, and this, this office is basically incubate startups. Yep. And I had video experience. I have lots of video experience. Um, and I think, and I always kind of try to use my video experience to try to get me things for free as much as I possibly can. For um, sure. Having an expenses for an office would be, a little extra. Oh, that'd be way more than a little right now. The the housing market's yeah. insane. It, it would it would be it would. But I do. But it wasn't kind of just like I have an office. I want to tell my friends I have an office. I was doing more and more meetings and calls downtown. And sometimes some of the people I would talk to would be like, "Hey, can we come over to your office or whatever? And could you hold this meeting?" And I realized I really did need a space where I could be downtown and work that wasn't a Starbucks. Um, and that was really really important to me. Uh, so that's that's kind of why I, I kind of looked at how can I figure this out and how can I like problem solve basically. So I have access to conference rooms. I have access to everything. I go there uh, on the weekends a, a lot um, just to kind of get stuff done. Um, but I also work from home. But it is it's really about um, when I when I do meetings downtown. It's very helpful to have a space, um, and it's also close to school. So on any given day, I'm running back from there in school, kind of like three four times a day. Uh, just signing out and signing back in. I scheduled my semester this year that I have kind of spares um, in in different places, so I can kind of uh, I can work on two things. Yeah, for sure. I'm also curious about because I've had to experience with uh, adults or so not taking taking you serious enough for yeah. the business that you're doing. Because I'm as well kind of in the the marketing content creation esque area, and when I first started out, I was I think I was. 14, I think that was 2017 or something like that. But yeah. I, I, I tried to get into a whole bunch of other businesses and I had a good portfolio. I've worked, I worked with a whole bunch of other businesses, but they, they say, Oh, this is a, this is a young person coming in. I don't, I shouldn't trust them. Did you have any experience with that? Of course. Yeah. I mean the amount of with video, with producing content for brands, when I ran my agency um, for the ones who succeed and then the next step of that, even like, I've been hearing the word no so many, so many times with everything. And I think, you know, you just really gotta, you just can't care. Um, and it's not even that it's not even offensive. Sometimes it does suck when you hear, when you hear the word no, but with the ones who succeed, the amount of people I reached out to that said no is crazy. Um, I once had someone and you'll know who this person is. I'm going to leave their name. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But this person basically said, that that he or she will do an interview and then when it came down to that person's uh basically communications director he or she said there's absolutely no way and i was thinking like that's weird well if this person wants to do an interview why would basically his or her employee um say no anyway i kind of kept following up and then it basically came down to an email basically saying that if you email me one more time we will never will never reply to you ever again and this is never going to happen so basically like screw off that's so, ridiculous so a lot of this happens and so what like whatever i sent another email because why not but at the end of the day like you really just can't 
let any of this affect you in any way. And if you're going to be in the business of producing content, and if you're going to be in the business of, you know, reaching out to people or, or if you're going to be in the business of business, you have to be able to kind of push back the nose sure. and just stay really focused. Um, and, and, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you do question whether you're, what you're doing is going to work out or whether what you're doing is the right thing. And it's very easy to compare yourself to people in like on the internet. And it's very easy to compare yourself. Oh, well, he's said he's 15 and he's done this and I'm 16 and I haven't done that. Like it's very easy um, to do that. But it, what it really comes down to is staying focused and kind of working on something that makes you happy. Um, because For if sure. you're working on something that makes you happy, no matter theoretically, no matter what people will say, you'll still, you'll be enjoying it so much and it'll be hard, but you'll still want to push through and you're still. Wanna yeah. It's, it's all about passion. Cause there's, there's so many different experiences that uh, many people have had. And just even for me personally, I've, I've wanted to do something, but I, I was like, Oh, this is going to be really cool. Maybe this is going to get a good reaction from people. And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, why would I be doing something like that so far out of my way and kind of pointless just to please other people? And then once I got to that point, I was like, no, that's just stupid. I'm going to step back, do what I actually like. And now I'm just got bored, made a podcast, right? Like that's the kind of thing. Like it goes from, there's so many different stages of what you really want to do. And then once you find out what you're truly, what you truly enjoy, like, like you making your podcasts and all those shows and all that type of stuff. But once you find what you really want to do, everything just becomes so much easier. And yeah. there's no, there's no pushback from anybody. A hundred percent. I also think, uh, but I also, I want to be uh, very clear about passion because it's very good that people are doing things they want to do, but it's also important to note that nothing, I don't like anything a hundred percent of the time. The ones who succeed a lot of the time, majority of the time was really painful. Like it was hard and it sucked and it was going nowhere. And it, in the edits, it was a pain and it was just the whole thing like sucked. It was not fun. Like if you ask me, am I having a good time? I wasn't. Really? But and you still result, power through it though? But the end result was made me very happy, which was having this idea, turning it into some media form and then creating it. And I think people often get confused by passion and think that you have to like what you do 100% of the time. I don't think that's true. And I don't think people should buy that. There are, there are going to be things attached to your passion that you're going to love. And there are going to be things attached to your passion that you don't like. But if you like the end result and you like what you make, you'll be able to push through. You'll be able to keep going. Um, but of course, when you have like, when it's not working or when I have, when, when I can't figure this thing out in the editor, I'm getting a, and I, or I get like 15 rejection emails in a row. Yeah. It's like, I'm not having a good time. Like it's not fun. And it's not always like I'll show them. Sometimes you start to question yourself, but the end result of creating this media form, this podcast, putting it out there, that was really fun. And that was like, that gave me a dopamine rush. And I really liked that. And I like being able to kind of create something um, that involved a bunch of other moving parts. Um, so it's good to it's good to be very passionate about the end result and what you're doing. But there are also going to be parts along the way that don't always feel fun. Um, and I think that's the difference. Uh, like at, at a certain point, it will start to feel like work. Um, but as long as you're focused, as long as you're kind of driven, everything will will work out. For sure. Um, that, that, it is, that is a good point, but I kind of, I, there, there's certain parts of it that I do disagree with where you may dislike a certain part of it, but that's not going to be the majority of what you're doing. Right. So yeah, course, for you building, have to, course, you have to, of course, like the majority of what you're doing, but 
I often think I know people who will like say, I want to get into video stuff and they're, and they love the end result and they like making videos. And then they realize that, uh, editing is actually hard and that it's not instantly easy. That's someone in the, the, the honeymoon phase though. That's someone that yeah. looks at, they just see the end goal. They see, Oh, this is uh, who's a good example. Oh, well they, they'll see the actor or the, the stand-up comedian who let's say, well, they see Joe Rogan. He's on the top of the world. He's got the biggest podcast. He's got one of the, the, the most viewed Netflix specials and all that type of stuff, but they don't see the path of losing your entire twenties, thirties and forties traveling, uh, North America kind of thing, right? Yeah. No, so that, also, you're in the honeymoon phase. I agree with you. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely, you shouldn't, it's not a passion if you hate it, but yeah. people also have to understand that there are going to be parts along the way that are really hard. If you think of any success story, like any well, business. Nothing's story, easy. I'm not saying it is, right? Twitch, Twitch, uh, like Twitch, Instagram, all these companies that are built that YouTube that people like, there are parts where everyone wants to quit and they actually hate it. Like they do not like doing it. That is that is a hundred percent the fact, and it's but they re, but the passion and positives of doing it outweigh the negatives, so they like they they like more things than they dislike, and they keep going. So that's yeah, all it is. It it, yeah, it also tears on to just people getting completely burnt out. Like you could see that recently with uh, like Casey Neistat, how he stopped posting videos. That was just yeah. somebody getting completely burnt out from so much over over-the-top content creation, posting every day or every week and all that type of stuff, right? He still loves making movies, but there's, there's the point where it breaks down, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think, I think um, yeah, it's also burnout and kind of working on bigger projects are different. Like, for me, I haven't uploaded in a while, but that doesn't mean I'm not working. That doesn't mean I'm not burnt out. I'm actually re revamping the ones you see. I'm also working on this documentary, which is like a big project and you can't upload. But a hundred percent, like people get burned out in everything. It's not just content creation is the easiest to see, but the amount of entrepreneurs who build apps and websites that get burned out is crazy. Like that happens all the time. Cause that's one of the hardest markets to get into. Yeah, I think, I think it is, but people who are naturally good programmers or people who are interested in that will kind of push through and figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it also breaks down for actually. I'm more curious about this. So, for the ones who succeed, how are you? Are you promoting it just on you? Like, are you just uploading it to YouTube? Or are you taking audio clips, getting on iTunes, and all that type of stuff? No. So we're we're going away from the podcast because right now is just a podcast, and we're restructuring um, into essentially into essentially a media company. So I'm going to be removed from the interviews going forward, and we're going to be kind of creating uh, a media company around interviews with not just entrepreneurs, but a wide range of people. For sure. Everything. Um, and then we're also going to be having a, a media component where we're going to have a wide range of contributor writers writing for us, like a, like essentially an online blog or like a newspaper or something. Yep. So yeah, more relatable content. Um, and then, and then the, the, the phase after that will be a social aspect. So creating some sort of network where people can connect, and essentially building into a, a huge media company. And that's, that's the main thing that I'm, uh, that I'm working on along with this documentary, but uh, it's a lot of work. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, that's, that's the, uh, that's the plan anyway. And then the big vision would be to have this network where we have a bunch of shows on it um, that are on YouTube, that are on audio, that are on social media. TikTok's a huge opportunity right now. It's ridiculous. Um, I um I, yeah I made a jokingly post of someone at my school who their their video it it was one it was a comedy one kind of thing they like they painted on their leg 
or something like that. And then the photo appeared and it was like Steve Harvey and and it was covered in purple and it got 350,000 views. I recorded this video, tagged her in it, and I recorded the, the video of the video on my on someone else's phone and then just said, oh, this is, get this more famous kind of thing. And it's got like 30,000 views now. Like, so it's, yeah. it's such a volatile uh, yeah. area right now where I think even if you just took clips from the ones who succeed and tag Yes Theory, cause, yes theory, cause they're probably on there too. That's just another way to grow it, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's totally, it's, and that's the thing. I feel like uh, it, it's definitely much harder to grow on Instagram and YouTube. I posted that video of me kind of at the office on the weekends. I think that got 185,000. I even posted like a stupid video of like a fake iPhone 11 check where it like as a complete joke where I like yeah. drew cameras on my phone and that's gotten like 850,000 views. Yeah. Uh, another video I posted gotten like 60,000 views. Like it's crazy. Um, and it really, the platform is very, if people aren't taking advantage of it, they should be because it's, it's really powerful. It's yeah. It's something that it really can change the way that people handle social media and handle just content give, give, being given to them. Cause it's it, most of the time it's 15 seconds. If it's over uh, 15 seconds, I think TikTok kind of knocks it down on views and you need more uh, mm-hmm. intriguement to get in more and more engagement for it to actually get onto the for you page and all that type of stuff. But uh-huh. it's, it's a hefty platform to keep people going. And if you can take your, your content that you're doing now and just put that on there on another uh, channel or something like that, it's going to work. Cause like right now I've got two shows. So I've got this one and I just created a cooking show. Cause I just, I thought that'd be fun and why not? Yeah, it works. Yeah. People, people are there. People, people watch. It, it's not a big serious one. It's like, I'm cutting. I, I, and there's one part where I totally made a terrible mistake. I, I I'm, a, I'm a relatively good cook, but I'm cutting these onions and I totally <laughs> forgot that I tapped my face. I start, ta- I start crying. It ruins it. But the thing is, I took that video and put it on TikTok, and that was one of the before I had this little blow up of me making That's this great, joke. Yeah. It works. So there's certain things that you can cue in on that'll help and bring the brand awareness on TikTok and take that platform. People who enjoy it, who actually care and might become true fans, can go to your YouTube and through there. So even doing the documentary and stuff like that, you can still grind out, make these, make these clips, take the long form of that video take 15 seconds of it, the good heart to heart kind of moment and put it up and you'll get views, right? Of course. Yeah, I know it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's very beneficial. It's a crazy platform. There are also a lot of brands hopping on TikTok, which poses a, a big opportunity. Walmart's on TikTok, but my favorite account on TikTok is the, uh, and I shouldn't be saying this, but the Las Vegas Golden Knights uh, NHL team. Yeah. Talk very, very, very well, very well. What are they doing? They're creating content that is totally TikTok like, perfect for the platform, featuring their players, very high quality. Um, and their account's growing, growing. Same with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not a, I like hockey, but I'm not, a, I'm not like a crazy diehard fan, but I just stumbled upon their video, their, their account. Um, so the opportunity for, for brand creation on TikTok is, is huge. For sure, man. Uh, I don't want to keep you much longer. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. Yeah, if you, you if you uh, need anything else linked, uh, just send me send me all that stuff. Everything will be linked below, and it'll be all on audio as well. But thank you, yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and I, uh, let's keep in touch. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, for sure, man.